that's that's the the realistic number you know there's the one of the biggest things that i have to combat as the owner of a lead company is all these other people and companies out there that will sell lies essentially and say oh you're going to close 50 percent of these leads um, and so I try to be really realistic if, and there are so many variables, right? The area that you're targeting is, is probably one of the biggest, um, the carriers you represent. So if we're talking about underwriting, right? Some carriers might have certain underwriting niches that others don't. So you might be able to get someone qualified, whereas another carrier can't, um, you know, obviously as an agent, if you're new, uh, and you're not really familiar with the sales process that can hinder you. And then one of the biggest ones, which I know you're a huge fan of, Eric, is follow-up. Uh, and if you call a lead once versus calling a lead up to 10 or 15 times, well, that could be the difference between a 3% closing percentage and a 20% closing percentage. And, and that's really the whole game right there, even if you are new, even if you don't really know what you're doing. We wanted a way that agents could hone their craft and be a part of a larger community get the resources they need and information they need to know. We cover relevant topics in the industry that will help you close more sales. We talk to top producers and industry leaders to share knowledge and best practices from around the country. So if you want to make more sales, then listen up because we're dropping gold. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited for the guests we have. You know, the question out there is always, hey, where do I buy leads? Who's a trusted source? Who would I want to do repeat business with? Well, I have the answer for you today with my guest, Glenn Shelton from Lead Heroes. Glenn, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you, man? Good. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, Eric. I'm excited. So, yeah, like I mentioned, the question that gets asked all the time, whether it's a new agent or a seasoned agent, and it doesn't matter what vertical, it could be final expense or Medicare, people want to know where they can get leads that they can end up basically having repeat business because if it works, then they're going to want to keep buying more and more and more so that they can operate their business efficiently. Glenn, you have a lot of people out there saying great things about Lead Heroes, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of tell us more about how the product works. Uh, so specifically, what kind of leads is it that you generate? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, you know, again, this is coming from uh, someone who was an agent themselves for many years before I got into the lead generation side of the business. You know, I was working at an agency where I left to become completely independent. And the first problem I'm trying to solve for is how do I get in front of as many prospects as possible. And so this kind of led me on my own journey, and I'm trying a little bit of everything. Um, and then ultimately what I found worked best was to have someone make phone calls on my behalf. You know, I was able to get that lead right away. You know, I love direct mail, but having to wait three to five weeks from the time that that mail piece gets dropped um, was a killer for me. And then, you know, at the time, the internet lead marketplace with all, and it's really the same as it is now, all of these shared internet leads, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of these co-reg leads where, traffic's being pushed through all these different funnels, uh, which, which again, it can kind of hinder the response rate. So being able to have something that's truly exclusive, where someone actually spoke to that prospect within the, you know, recent few, recent past, so, you know, 12 hours, whatever it is, if it's a real-time delivery. Um, and then, uh, again, it's, 
a telemarketed lead. I guess a, a long answer to your question. Uh, it's everything we do is, is call center based. So uh, I hired someone in the Philippines part-time to work for me. And, and since, you know, it's been almost seven years now and I have a call center of more than 60 full-time callers who exclusively focus in this space, the final expense and Medicare space. And so we're, we're aggregating data from many different sources. We're making thousands of phone calls. We have a few different scripts that we like to use. And then we also have a, what's called custom calling where you can pay hourly and have someone uh, essentially target whatever script you want. So for example, if, if maybe cancer insurance is something you're really passionate about, you're trying to really focus on, and then you're gonna cross sell final expense or Medicare down the road, you know, that's something that we could absolutely do. That's a cool feature right there. So uh, in essence, they just, uh, they, they kind of quasi employ the person for a while so that they can, uh, you know, basically have them saying and, and marketing the products that they want to focus on for a while. Now, is there like a period of time where you're okay with that? And then they got to go back to what they're good at? Uh, or do you want them or it's basically as long as they want, as long as they're willing to pay that hourly wage? Yeah, I mean, we have some people, you know, some agents and agencies that we work with where they've essentially leased callers from us for years now. And ultimately, I think it's probably going to be the future of, of the business because so many people have certain customizations that they want done with their campaigns, whether it's a slight script change or, you know, a certain area that, um, you know, or a filter that we don't normally do that they want to add on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really successful. So I think that's, that's an option that a lot of agents might want to explore. Now, again, there are agents who really want a fixed cost lead where they know, okay, I'm getting this and I'm spending this and we still offer that as well. Gotcha. So in the fixed cost lead space, cause that is where most agents start, you know, there, there is this kind of, there is this movement to where people are looking at, uh, designing budgets so they can say, Hey, this is my budget for the month. You know, what can we do? How many leads can we produce? You know, managed marketing, right? That's what we call it, managed right. marketing. So until then, though, I still think for the majority of agents trying to get into the lead side of things or just trying to write business, buying per lead is going to be the best fit for them. And in that instance, um, let me ask you a question. Do you have like a, a minimum order in which if someone's going to go and give you a call, what's the minimum of leads they got to buy in order to place an order with you? Yeah, so the minimum order is 10 leads, um, especially if you're going that fixed cost route. Um, and, you know, like you said, if you're trying to write a business plan and you want to know exactly how much you're going to spend, how many leads you're going to get, how many you need to close, what your ROI is going to be, obviously buying a fixed cost lead is going to be beneficial for a business plan like that. Having someone work for you hourly, similar to an employee, it's an additional variable where you're not exactly sure what your lead costs will look like. That's right. Let me ask you then, because here's a question that'll come up a lot um, with when it comes to any kind of leads. And I know the, the answer is always a variable one, but I want to see what you have to say. Uh, people are going to ask, well, if I buy, let's say 30 leads from you this week, what can I expect in terms of close ratio? And I know it's going to be a variable answer, but I just want to see what your normal response is to people who ask you that. So, you know, the, the general rule of thumb that I tell everyone is it's, a, it's typically about 10 to 15%. That's, that's the, the realistic number. You know, there's the, one of the biggest things that I have to combat as the owner of a lead company 
is all these other people and companies out there that will sell lies essentially and say, oh, you're going to close 50% of these leads. Um, and so I try to be really realistic. If, and there are so many variables, right? The area that you're targeting is, is probably one of the biggest, um, the carriers you represent. So if we're talking about underwriting, right? Some carriers might have certain underwriting niches that others don't. So you might be able to get someone qualified, whereas another carrier can't. Um, you know, obviously, as an agent, if you're new uh, and you're not really familiar with the sales process, that can hinder you. And then one of the biggest ones, which I know you're a huge fan of, Eric, is follow up. Uh, and if you call a lead once versus calling a lead up to 10 or 15 times, well, that could be the difference between a 3% closing percentage and a 20% closing percentage. And, and that's really the whole game right there, even if you are new, even if you don't really know what you're doing. Uh, if, if you make one call to every lead versus tracking the leads, calling them 10, 15, 20 times, um, you know, you're obviously going to be significantly more successful. That's the key right there. And that's what we tell people. I don't know. If you're only calling your leads twice, you're setting money on fire because you're just from a statistics standpoint, regardless of where the leads generated, you're going to need to reach them at least five to 12 times before you get them on the phone. So um, that's definitely great, a great way to put it, you know, to give people the conservative estimate so that they don't, because I think if you give them too high, anytime that expectation isn't met, they're coming back at you. So it's always important to give them that good conservative uh, estimate so they can build their, their numbers and their close ratios around that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, let me get a quick drink here. No, you're good. And, and again, it is a conservative estimate. We've had agents and agencies come back to us and say, oh man, that last lead order, you know, we did close 20, 25%. But again, you know, I want a, a realistic number for you guys where you can grab a batch of leads and you can have an expectation. Um, there's a, an agent or uh, an agency owner, Jeff Root, that I think a lot of people know and, and talking with him, uh, previously, he was saying how when he's really looking at a closing percentage on a marketing campaign, you know, he's running something for 90 days, you know, and so you, you, you're running the paid marketing for 90 days, then you're still doing follow up on that paid marketing for maybe another 90 days. And then you're looking at your ROI and your closing percentage up to six months later. And that is going to be a really pure number of what that campaign generated and it seems like the average agent, a lot of times is like they buy leads and then 48 hours later, they're like, okay, how much money did I make? Right. Yep. yep. So, so then what would you say to somebody who's coming to buy leads from you? Uh, they buy 30 for the week. I would, what do you normally kind of coach them a little and say like, listen, you know, it's not necessarily the, the strategy shouldn't be to buy just a week, test them out, see if you like them or not. Is there a time frame in which you say, like, listen, it's better to actually buy for a month, two months, three months to be able to determine how well those leads work for you? So usually when this conversation happens, instead of it being a length of time, I'm usually explaining um, a quantity, right? So um, it's kind of being in the, the lead generation space, this has kind of made me a bit of, I don't know if data scientist would be the right word, but I'm, I'm kind of a numbers freak. Yeah. So it, it really comes down to sample size. And just like if you're trying to pull an audience, if you only talk to 10 people and you ask them 10 questions, you know, you're, you're giving them a question, you talk to 10 people, your, your sample size is really small. But if you expand that and it's 100 or 1,000, you're going to have a much more accurate data set. So 
usually I tell people, listen, that, that minimum of 10 lead order, that's kind of like a taste test. Like if you want to see what it's going to sound like, how it's going to work for you, absolutely buy 10 leads, try it out, see what you think. You know, if you want to make sure we're actually going to deliver, obviously there's lead vendors that will take your money and they won't even give you anything in return. Yeah. So I totally understand that. And that's why we offer a small sample size of 10. But in reality, if you really want to know how it's going to work from an ROI perspective or a closing percentage perspective, a hundred is probably the minimum. And realistically, it's probably more like three or 500 leads that you have to work through. So, you know, whether that takes you a few weeks, a few months, whatever your process is, I think it's all about working a quantity that's going to give you an accurate sample size. Is there, um, I guess, and I'm not saying that there's going to be a lot of agents who are in the position to do this, but is there a, a limit maybe that someone can buy per week where you just want to make sure that you're able to fulfill it? Like if somebody comes up to you and says, I want to buy a hundred leads this week. Um, are you, you're, you're like, yes, we can hit that. We can fulfill that for you. Or is there like a limit that you would say there is? Uh, I mean, there is a, there is a limit. It would probably be more like, Hey, we want 500 leads a week. Like, and again, we're highly scalable. We have a system in place where we can bring on a trained caller. We essentially, we've created a temporary pool of trained callers that we can pull from as needed. So we're, we're highly scalable. If it comes to that, it might take us a little bit of time to ramp up. Some of the most successful telesales agents that we work with like independent agents who are just calling from their house, you know, they're working hundred to 150 leads a week by themselves. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I think that's a pretty, like a hundred, about a hundred leads a week. I think that's a realistic number. If you're really in telesales and you're dialing every single day, Monday through Friday, you know, that's only 20 leads a day over five days, you know? So, um, yeah, I, it's definitely not unreasonable. We can absolutely deliver something like that week in and week out. Awesome. And that's what I think if someone, the hard part is that they're going to buy into something, they want to make sure that there's at least the capability of being consistent so that they can build their business model around that. Now, ideally, you know, it's always probably good to, uh, to have multiple channels for leads, but I think it's always good to have a, a stronghold, right? Like a place that we can count on we know we can generate leads um, pretty efficiently, pretty consistently. And I think telemarketing has kind of always been that. Yeah. You know, um, we got into a couple of years ago at Lead Heroes, we were trying to do some direct mail. We were trying to get into some of the Facebook marketing and we kind of ended up scrapping all these other things to just focus on the call center, which is what we've always been best at. Uh, and watching some something like Facebook where that algorithm can change and you know you're essentially trying to build a, a lead generation system on someone else's playground uh, can be really, really tough because they can they can change things so fast. So you know I don't I don't foresee a future where we stop making phone calls entirely. Maybe it's not our primary method of of um, reaching out, but um, yeah, it's it's a, a, a tried and true, you know, classic way of marketing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, let me ask you in the digital world, when we're generating leads, we have either what we call short form, short form leads or long form leads, depending on how many data points we're collecting. Um, how many data points do you guys collect when you're doing a lead over the phone? So um, it's, there's, there's several data points that you're going to get with every single lead. Um, you're going to get their name, their address, their approximate birth month, their approximate income, 
Um, you're going to get the notes that the caller took while they were on the phone. You're going to get the recording of that original call that we made. So it ended up working out to be close to about a dozen data points that, that you're going to get. Nice. Um, yeah. That's really good. So, and that's at the entry level you're talking about, the entry price, right? Yeah, that's like our fixed cost lead, right? That's, and again, if, if you end up choosing to go down that custom calling rabbit hole where you get to completely customize it, you can absolutely add additional data points that you want us to try to capture on that phone call. You know, we have, we have people who make sure, they wanna make sure every lead has an email address, right? Especially for a system like what you have, Eric, with, with that CRM follow-up, if that's something that's really important, we can absolutely do that and, and try to capture, you know, an email address. So then the other question I have is <clears throat> when it comes to your recommendation, because this is something that a lot of ages are kind of, maybe you, you did touch on it earlier, but it is probably highly recommended that you have some type of follow-up structure outside of just you making calls, but have a system, a CRM that has automations built in that has uh, other methods of doing follow-up with these leads outside of just your physical call attempts, because um, at the end of the day, as you mentioned earlier, it was going, it will increase your close ratio. So you would say that, you know, I would, at this point, you guys can integrate with quite a few CRMs. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, there's really maybe been one CRM over the years that we came across where we really struggled to integrate with, and it was just an ancient application <laughs> it, it really that was the only reason why we struggled but you know the the nice part with technology especially the newer technology is it, it's kind of built around integration so we yeah. can literally go from our dialing system and we can take that information and dump it straight in uh to, to that crm and, and it, it. it's huge it is huge and, and you said it perfectly eric you're lighting money on fire guys because when it, when it comes to um, what you're spending on marketing and, and trying to get, and, and I've gotten really passionate about this over the years because not only are you lighting money on fire, but you know what? My team has a beneficiary that actually might want help or need help. And you're not doing your job helping that Medicare beneficiary, or if you're trying to sell final expense, you know, you're not helping them get the, the product or the policy that they need. So uh, that kind of took it a step further when I looked at it from that angle, because like they need help. We're making calls because these seniors want help. And if you're not getting in, in touch with them, you're really doing the senior a disservice as well. So, you know, make more money, help more people. And you, and that all happens with follow-up, you know, it, and there's so many ways of doing it. I don't want to sit here and say like, you have to do this. You have to do that. I know some people who, they send postcards, you know, if they don't get a hold of someone. Some people have an assistant that will start making phone calls once they try and they can't get a hold of them. Some people do automated text messages, automated emails. I mean, there's, there's no wrong way of doing it. But if you don't do follow-up, that's the wrong thing. Yeah. That's, that's where you're, you're wrong. That's absolutely right. So I had an agent ask a question that they wanted to know uh, because not all agents are going to be telephonic sales agents. Some of them are going to still be in-home agents. And they wanted to know, uh, are you able to do uh, with your telemarketers appointment setting instead of uh, just getting the lead? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when it comes to appointment setting, that would fall under that hourly calling model, like I mentioned earlier. Um, 
and we can actually do preset appointments too. So there's really, there's a, there's a few ways of kind of doing this. You can do a preset appointment where we're calling to generate that appointment. If you have leads, which some people will provide us, whether it's direct mail or internet leads, or maybe you have previous clients that you want to sit down with, you can provide that data set to us and we can call and set appointments for you. Um, the other thing that's kind of been successful, uh, which I hadn't done a lot of testing with, but with COVID, we started doing more telesales preset appointments. And we've had a lot of success with that as well. So that's another route too um, for telesales agents. But, that, so, but if they went that route, it would, it would fall under the hourly, the hourly wage thing? Correct. So oh. um, we don't offer fixed cost preset appointments. The, the biggest problem is it can fluctuate so much based on the area. So our national average when we're setting appointments, because we have set tens of thousands of appointments over the years. On average, it's about, if we're doing a preset where we're generating the interest, we're setting the appointment, it's about four hours of calling to generate one appointment. Um, so, you know, your, your raw costs on that appointment, depending on how many hours you buy, will be somewhere between $32 and, and $46. Gotcha. So, you know, call it $40 as an average. Um, and again, the area is one of the biggest battles because if we hit a more rural area where we're getting a better response, we could generate an appointment every hour. If we're calling a major metro area like LA County, you know, we might only get an appointment once a day, if that. Yeah. So people are always going to wonder when a telemarketer sets an appointment and that, or when a telemarketer gets a lead and they send it over, it still falls under the traditional guidance that you will need to still call them a few times, not just one time, because I don't want people to expect that because it's a telemarketed lead, that once that lead is transferred to them, they're going to make one phone call and the person's going to answer right away, right? That's not still the case, is it? No, it, it's not. I would say statistically, the average is probably about 30% will pick up on that first call, which again, you know, that will be better than other lead types, right? For I mean, sure. Something like an internet lead, you might only get 10 or 15% of those people to pick up on the first call. Yeah. So, uh, but, but still, if you want to get to the point where you're talking to 80% of your leads, which you should, I don't care where you're getting your leads. You should be trying to have a conversation with 80% or more. If you're not, you're doing something wrong. Gotcha. And I, I'm not saying you need to, you know, hammer these leads to the point where you're, you're getting every single lead on the phone. You're, you're probably wasting your time if you're going that far. Yeah. But I'd say 75 to 80% should really be your target of getting these people back on the phone. So if the first call, you're only getting 30%, maybe your second call, you're getting another five or 10%, like you're going to slowly keep building that. So that's why it takes 10 up to, you know, again, uh, the, the numbers I've seen, the sweet spots about eight to 10 times of eight to 10 contact attempts to get to that sort of percentage where you can get those people on the phone. And this is a good reason, again, we're just kind of rolling back to if we're delivering the leads into a CRM, your CRM is great at helping you track. And it depends on, I'm not gonna say everyone's CRM, but at least the one that we utilize in the Senior Sales University, um, it's great at helping you to keep track of how many outbound calls you're making so that you know how many attempts you've made with each of those leads. Um, but I think the, 
Last question that I wanted to ask before we wrap this up is regarding another question that came from an agent, which is regarding life transfers. Is that something that's uh, capable under the hourly wage deal that you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So that custom calling, again, you know, it's really up, up to the agent or the agency owner what they would like us to call or how we would like to deliver that phone call. So um, live transfers is definitely something we're capable of. The one point I would stress with live transfers, if you're an independent agent and it's just you and we're trying to transfer a call to you, it can be tough because again, a sales call could take what, an hour, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, on that, if you're on that sales call and we're trying to send you another live transfer and it's just you, um, now we're going to your voicemail and now that person that we had on the phone that was interested, maybe they're you know not as interested or maybe they lost some trust in the process. So my personal recommendation is if you have a call center environment or you have you know multiple people that can answer the phone when we make that transfer, then it's definitely something worth exploring. If it's just you and you're an independent agent, I'm not a huge fan of setting up a live transfer campaign for an independent agent because of those reasons. But Absolutely. It's definitely something we can do. So the last thing I wanted to ask is what is the um, call window, I guess the time, the timeframes in which you guys are making your outbound calls so that if an agent's buying leads and they do want to kind of, they want to try to be as expedient as possible when the leads come in, trying to reach them again. Um, is there a window from, I don't know, let's just say, is it from like eight to eight every day that you guys are making outbound calls, trying to generate leads? So it'll fluctuate a little bit, but generally it's about 10 a.m. Eastern to 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So um, again, depending on the campaign, sometimes we'll kind of flex that one way or the other. Um, obviously, being that we're nationwide, um, if we happen to have more campaigns, you know, West Coast versus East Coast, that could change things a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it could potentially be at any point during, during that time window that we're making those phone calls. Awesome, man. So the last thing that I wanted to uh, end with here is if you don't mind, plug the website where agents can find more information or any other contact method that they can try to uh, get more information about your program and getting signed up to try some leads. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if, if you guys are interested in trying out our program, I highly recommend checking out the website because we have so much information on it. Like I mentioned, we have samples, we have the scripts, you can see everything. So it's at leadheroes.com, L-E-A-D-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Um, on the contact us page, you can send a message right there through the contact us page, or you can schedule uh, a phone call where either myself or someone from my team will jump on the phone and explain um, this program further or answer any questions you guys might have. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about working with Eric. And, and I wanted to take a second to Eric. I actually um, took about an hour of, of my day and I jumped on um, one of Eric's webinars when he was going through his CRM. And it's, it really is phenomenal. Uh, I, again, I have an interesting take because I work with so many different CRMs. I've seen a ton of different CRMs. And Eric has a solution, you guys, that is... Um, from a cost standpoint, I think the value is insane. Um, so I highly recommend checking it out. And I'm super excited to be working with Eric. And hopefully we can get uh, 
our leads uh, more in more into your CRM system, and I think that'll be phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody that uh, that is a member of the university, I'm going to actually build out uh, a custom automation so that if you are getting leads from Lead Heroes. That way, when uh, they feed those leads into the CRM, they'll go into a automation specifically for the telemarketed leads. So I'll be building that out and providing that to all the members of the university that are buying leads from Lead Heroes. And, uh, and on top of that, uh, Glenn has been awesome in basically allowing us to do this integration where normally he charges a fee to set up the integration to send those leads into the CRM. He is waiving that fee for the university members. So you guys are in luck. So Definitely, I think you guys should give him a try. Final expense leads, Medicare leads, he does them both. Uh, are there any other leads that you do besides the final expense of Medicare that we should be aware of? So uh, on the fixed cost, it's T65, uh, Medicare supplement, which is the 67 plus crowd, and final expense. So those are our three fixed cost leads. And then outside of that, that's where we would be looking at the hourly rate where you're essentially leasing a caller from us. But Again, um, like Eric said, it's normally a $200 fee that we charge to integrate into a CRM system. That's something that we are waiving um, with any order uh, that you guys buy from us uh, to integrate into uh, the CRM. Beautiful, beautiful, man. I love it. Well, I really appreciate working with you and I'm excited for the members. I'm excited for anybody, even outside of the university, you should still give Glenn a try. There's lots of people out there. Just do a little research and you'll see there's a lot of great, great people talking about great things that they've done with Glenn's leads. So you are doing an awesome job, my friend. And I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Yeah, I appreciate your time as well, Eric. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, guys, we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.